Disrupting Japan, Episode 40. Welcome to Disrupting Japan. Straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. I've always been of the opinion that business and social activism don't go well together. Don't get me wrong, I'm very pro business and I'm very pro social activism. Many people are. But when you set up an organization that tries to pursue both goals, the conflicts of interest usually pull each other down. It's like ice cream and barbecue. Separately, they're wonderful, but they just don't work well when mixed together. Koki Hayashi of Let It Be, however, has other ideas. And in his particular case, I'm inclined to think he's right. Let It Be has launched a product called Nesty. And is rapidly becoming the online hub of Japan's LGBT community. We talk in detail about his company and his business model, of course, but we also talk a lot about how gay rights in Japan are changing and how the experience of being LGBT in Japan is changing. Like many changes in Japan, this one has been building up for a long time and is now happening very quickly. And Koki's company is receiving more and more requests from Japanese companies wanting to better interact with the gay community and better understand their gay employees. It's a fascinating discussion, and I don't want to give too much away. So let's get right to the interview. So I'm sitting here with Koki Hayashi of Let It Be. Let It Be runs Let It Be Life. A media site that focuses on LGBT news, events, awareness, and the Let It Be app community portal. But I think you can describe your, your service and your company much better than I can. So, <laughs> why don't you explain to everyone what Let It Be is? Okay. Let It Be is developing the app called Nesty, that is the community app for LGBT people. Main feature is community that used to be existed in Mixi. Mixi is the social networking website that was really popular in Japan. Right, very similar to Facebook until Facebook came into yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Now Facebook kind of took over. Yeah. When we decided to make the app, we had interviewed to some LGBT people in Japan. Some of them are getting bored of gay apps like Grindr or Jack, such gay f o o k i n g up apps. What is your, your business model? It's, it's one thing to develop a community,、uh-huh. and that provides a social good. Yeah. But what's your, what's your strategy for, for monetizing it, for making money? Are you selling ads or memberships?、Um, selling ads. Okay. So, our vision is to create a better society for LGBT people. We are trying to connect companies and LGBT people. Oh, I see. So, it's a, a very targeted avenue for advertisers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, a community site is a very general sort of a term. Why would someone join? Yeah, each community is called nests. Then there is some nests, for example, the guys who love Disney or,、okay. or uh, coming out stories. Divided by different interests, different topics. Yeah, interests, yeah, topics.、Right. You guys also do some、uh, corporate consulting, right?、Uh-huh. Helping companies better understand. Gay employees and,、uh-huh. and gay customers. Yes. So, what kind of clients do you have? What kind of companies are, are concerned about this? For example, MyNavi, there is a company called MyNavi in Japan. Right. And Gaiax and Italico. What's driving it from the customer side? 
Do they want to reach a, a bigger market? Why is there suddenly a corporate interest in consulting to better understand working with LGBT community? The research made by Dentsu says there is 6 trillion yen LGBT market in Japan, but so, company didn't do anything about that. Uh, few companies did it, right. and I guess Japanese companies can't, can't do something if someone, if someone don't do it. Yeah, Japanese companies, they tend to, everyone does something or nobody does it, yeah. right? So the Japanese corporations who are, are interested in this consulting are mainly looking at the sales side. They want to increase revenues. Revenues, and I guess they want to employ many kinds of people. I find that incredibly encouraging. What sort of training do you provide? How does this, how does this work? Yeah, we are training LGBT lecture program. These lectures are based on, firstly, uh, basic knowledge about LGBT or and LGBT situation in the world and in Japan. And second is, when we started, we tried to provide same-sex wedding service to LGBT people. Right. And we brought some like lesbian couples or gay couples to wedding places. And there was many difficulties. The wedding venues just did not want to perform the services? Yeah, or? that's, that's one, of, uh -huh. one of the problems. And second is, they don't know how to provide services to them. For example, if the application, and it says, husband and wife. Ah, okay. Gay couples, lesbian couples can't write it. You're talking about explaining the basics, but what sort of misunderstandings, what are the most common misunderstandings you see other than uh, some of the administrative issues like what to fill in in a form. The way of thinking toward LGBT people are a little bit not right. For example, if we watch Japanese TV show, there is some transgender people in Japanese TV mm -hmm. show. In our lecture, we have quiz. Is it okay to say something like this, something like this to LGBT people? Or is it okay to say something like this to transgender people? then some people made mistakes. Some people don't know So they're, what's they're the best basing answer. their experience solely on yeah. what they see these entertainers yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah. I see, I see. So they, ha they have knowledge about LGBT based on TV shows or such things. But the thing is, there's a very large number of gay people in Japan. In fact, last year, uh, Densu did a survey, yeah. and it was 7.6% of all adult Japanese mm -hmm identified as gay, bi, or trans. And that's a really high number. I mean, that's much higher than the states or, or countries in Europe. If so many people in Japan are identifying as gay, why is, why is there such a gap in the understanding? I guess even if 7.6% of people identify LGBT people, but I don't think they are open. Some of them are opening, but most of them are not opening because until this time, there were some people who are open, really open, and more and more people are getting open. Yeah. But before 2015, for example, most of them are closed. I think last year was a very important year for yeah. kind of gay rights I in think Japan. So. It's, it's amazing now how fast things are changing. Mm -hmm. So um, as you mentioned before, there were a couple of wards in Tokyo now accept uh, same-sex marriage. And I think, I mean, in some ways, it seems like Japan is becoming more progressive than America uh -huh. in this way. There was, um, I forget his name at the moment, but the politician who called gays, um, I guess, abnormal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Translation. 
And there was this public outcry against him and demands that he he resign. Mm -hmm. So it really seems like something big is about to change in Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think triggered it? Why why now is this change happening? It's partly because United States started. They said, "Okay, for uh, same-sex marriage, that made big waves in Japan too." And the biggest news was Shibuya partnership. Right. After Shibuya partnership, some companies started, for example, LifeNet com- Life Insurance Company started providing the insurance per- service for same-sex couples, and GMO Internet did advertisement in Shibuya, big advertisement. Showing that we are supporting LGBT people, so there is something like movement after it should be a partnership. Everyone always says Japan changes slowly, <laughs> but it doesn't really. When when change starts to happen here, it changes incredibly quickly. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and now it's just this this tipping point where the LGBT community is becoming mainstream mm-hmm. and acceptable. I'm just really curious. There always have been like there's been gay entertainers. There's been gay cartoon characters. Yeah, Japanese society didn't have a how can I put it a particular dislike of homosexuality.、Mm. It was just sort of ignored. It seems like yeah, historically before Meiji era, there was kagemachaya or even kabuki that was a male and male prostitute place in Japan in Edo, Edo era, and kabuki used to be there was male. Dancing in kabuki. Right, right. So in Edo era, or even when there is some generals having war inside Japan, right, some generals had the relationship with males too, not just women. So historically, there is like gay relationships in Japan. Edo period and before, gay relationships were very open and accepted. Yeah. So was it the the Meiji period when things changed? In Meiji era, when Christianity came to Japan, whole thing was changed. And after that, still now. So because of Christianity coming to Japan, the way of thinking towards LGBT or gay or same-sex love、uh, is changed. But a very small percentage of Japanese are, are Christian.、Uh-huh. In fact, it's there, there's more gays in Japan than there are Christians in Japan. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so it changed in the Meiji era, and it's just changing back now, all of a sudden. And half of Japanese don't care about gay guys or such guys, yeah. Because historically, it is not said to be bad. When Christianity came to Japan, Japanese government made it illegal to have sex between male and male. And that that was in the the late 1800s during the Meiji Restoration. Yeah, Meiji Restoration. There's always been a gay rights movement in Japan,、uh-huh. but it didn't seem to be very active. Or very large, and I'm curious: was that just because it really wasn't very active or very large, or just that the media didn't cover it until very recently? In my opinion, in my impression was after Shibuya partnership, everything started. Like everything suddenly started. It certainly looked like that. Yeah. You know, just in a period of a couple of months, there were a lot of companies making announcements.、Mm-hmm. Other areas in Japan announced that they too were registering same-sex marriages.、Mm-hmm. Let me ask you、um, about you.、Mm-hmm. I always ask people what their their parents thought when they were first starting a company, but I guess I've got almost a a two part question for you. When you first came out to your family, what was their reaction? First reaction when I said that I'm gay to my mother. Firstly, 
I said, I, I tested a little bit, like saying, uh, I'm gay. <laughs> Just to see if she noticed. Yeah. yeah. And seeing what, what, how she reacts. <laughs> how did she react? And she react, she was, she said that something like, eh? no, don't say that. It's disgusting or something like that. Oh. Yeah. She said, it's disgusting. So I felt, uh, maybe it's not time to come out for, to her now. And at that time, I was I was college student too. I thought uh, maybe I should come out to her when I graduate because I have I have responsibility to explain what job I will take. So at that time, I I just said that and nothing happened. And she didn't talk about that, and I didn't talk about that for a long time. And when I graduated, she asked me what what would you do after graduation. I already decided to start this company, the DB. Right. at that time so I just said oh I was at the DB because I'm gay <laughs> <laughs> so she had to to suddenly accept the fact that both yeah, were, both you facts. were gay and yeah. you were going to go start a, a company yeah. and not get a proper and, uh, job yeah and I won't go to the big company like Toyota <laughs> <laughs> well, that must have been kind of tough for your mom to absorb all at once yeah she was surprised like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so is it possible now for a person to go into a like a Toyota or a Mitsubishi and be openly gay and and have a career? Or um, is that still too progressive for Japan? I think it's too still progressive. Some of my friends are open in the company, but I have some friends who who are closed in their company too. And the reason why they are closed is it affects to their career. Yeah. Yeah, it's partly because of career and partly because they saw another LGBT person in Japan or said badly, so they've heard like, something bad about LGBT guy. Well, I guess the business, the commerce, the laws can change very quickly, but it takes a very long time for people's individual attitudes to change. Yeah, social like, acceptance toward yeah. LGBT people. What were your friends' reaction? Well, I mean, in college, if you... I'm, I assume most of your friends knew you were gay. <laughs> yeah, in college. Because college is very easy to be open. Yeah, it's easy. Especially, well, uh, I was in Keio University. Okay. That is really open, open place. That campus and Keio University in general seems to have a tremendous number of startup founders. Oh, really? That are graduating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially people graduated from Keio SFC. Mm -hmm. Many startup founders. So I guess your friends were mostly supportive of your idea? Of yeah, most of them. Yeah? Starting a company seems to be becoming more and more mainstream. It more and more... Oh, uh, in more Japan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard from the uh, senior mm -hmm. of KOSFC, some of them saying that it used to be more passionate in KOSFC. Now, more and more students are going to a big company. Oh, really? I've heard... Innovation itself requires people to think differently, mm -hmm. by definition. So do you think the fact that you were sort of outside the mainstream of society has helped you think creatively and uh, helped you in your startup? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I was always thinking that something that is in Japanese society, is it really right or not? I was just always thinking, for example, students are going to... Uh, have interviewed to companies when they are third. Third year. Yeah. Is it really 
the thing that you want to do. Or for me, it looks like sheep. Like <laughs> group of sheep. Like looks like almost the same. Like sheep. Yeah, sheep. Yeah. Yes, sheep. Looks、uh, like the same and feeling scared a little bit. Well, that makes sense. So I mean, it makes you more willing to question、yeah. why you're doing things and why other people are doing things. Yeah, I have my boyfriend. He is from America. He sometimes he told me that you have good questions. Questions against something that is said to be right or that is said to be normal. The Let It Be team is a mixed team as well, right? You've、yeah. got、uh, Japanese, you have Westerners on the team. Yes, I, I've heard both that sometimes that can be an advantage and sometimes a disadvantage. How is that working out? Do you think it's an advantage, a disadvantage? What do you so think? So far, I just I feel is just advantage. All of them can speak English, so there is no problem about English. And he is really a professional engineer, coming from London. He has opinions about. Whenever he he tells me about what startup situation was in London, it helps helps me about thinking what we should do.、Uh, one disadvantage could be sometimes I think we have to think about what's what is normal in Japan. <laughs> so he gets it, sometimes it gets too far. Yeah, off, like sometimes too far. Or for example, if you get funding like ten million dollars. For Series A, wow, that's that's some pretty good funding. Yeah, pretty good funding. But sometimes, like Crunchbase or something like, I'm checking Crunchbase every day, and sometimes don't, don't check Crunchbase every day. <laughs> don't do that. You'll drive yourself crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There is like Series A or ten million dollars or something like that. He sometimes one million dollars. We once decided let's get ten million dollars and brought it to to advisor about the venture funding. I remember she told me that what are you talking about or like yeah I I, I know what you mean so a, a ten million dollar Series A well certainly at the stage you're at now yeah yeah would be very difficult in、Japan. yeah very difficult and usually Series A in Japan is one million to one point five million one of the things I find most encouraging about the sudden acceptance of gays in Japan.、Mm-hmm. Is I think it does dovetail with the rise of startups and the importance of startups, and that Japan has always been a very conformist society.、Um, <coughs> people are expected to act a certain way, to dress a certain way in certain situations, <laughs> and it just there's there's almost a rule book to life,、uh-huh. right? In Japan, yeah, yeah. And if you follow those rules, life's you know pretty smooth, but. Traditionally, Japanese have not been terribly accepting of people who don't follow those rules. But I think for any startup ecosystem to really survive, to really become powerful, it requires accepting people who are thinking differently and behaving differently, and and saying that we don't want to follow these rules.、Mm-hmm. You mean in startups? In startups,、uh-huh. but not just in startups. You can't limit it just to startups.、Uh-huh. I don't think it's possible to say, okay, we're going to be open and accepting about economic ideas, but not about political ideas or social ideas.、Mm-hmm. Perhaps there there is something changing in Japan, where suddenly people are becoming open to startup ideas. They're becoming open to people who are thinking differently about business processes, thinking differently about lifestyle choices.、Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the change is much bigger than. 
just the startup economics or just the companies trying to reach the gay community? Maybe it's the situation of a startup. It's getting different、mm-hmm. from the previous time, I guess. So last year was a, a huge year in terms of gay rights in Japan.、Mm-hmm. How do you see things changing moving forward? Is this trend going to continue? What's, what's the next big steps and changes you see? I think there are two cases in 2016 or in the future. One case is not thought well about LGBT anymore. In 2015, there is criticism about the wave of LGBT、mm-hmm. that it is kind of trend. You mean there was, there was criticism from the gay community saying they don't mean it, or there was criticism from other people saying that? It's, it's not important who is criticizing. Especially from LGBT community.、Like, really? Yeah, like,、uh, because Shibuya Partnership doesn't have, legal,、uh, doesn't have legal effect. Well, that's true, but you know, Shibuya did all it could that it had the legal authority to do, right? Yeah, Shibuya said that we will accept gay rights or same sex rights, and Setagaya or other places said the same things. But at the same time, It is not enough. It is just saying that we will accept that. And there is little legal effect, but almost no legal effect to, to gay couples or lesbian couples.、Okay. For example, if, it,、uh, if they try to、uh, rent the room, if the landlord said no because you are gay guys, then what Shibuya can do is to list up the landlord name in Shibuya homepage or something like that, not saying that you shouldn't do it. It's important, it's important symbol, but it doesn't yeah, have any yeah. real. Yeah, that's the main criticism. It's like symbol, but not effective. Do you think we'll see actual laws passed? Yeah, that's、or? the second case. Yeah. It is said to be that we have to think about more about LGBT people. The day before yesterday, the Liberal Democratic Party, Jiminto in Japan, said that they will start LGBT project team inside their party. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, and, and for listeners overseas, that is the conservative part. That is the very <laughs> conservative party in、yeah. Japan. So that, that's a pretty positive sign. Yeah. In the Liberal Democratic Party, there was the group that s t u d i e d about sexual minority, started from 2013. But the day before yesterday, that group was the whole party decided that we will start the project team of LGBT. Okay. So that's really. That is. Yeah. That's. Very promising. Yeah, promising. So that's the second case. The Liberal Democratic Party will think about LGBT issues more, and like Tokyo or such bigger prefecture will think about LGBT issues more, and yeah, we, LGBT rights will progress more and more. That's the second case. Passing laws that, that guarantee real protection is important, but I think even having the LDP. Speaking positively about gay rights and、uh, the LGBT community in Japan would have a huge influence over people's mindset. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, that's, it's hard to get too much more conservative. It really is. For <laughs> 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 LGBT. Yeah, it's. You know. <laughs> When same sex partnership started last year, the Prime Minister Abe she was asked, What do you think? She said, like, We should be serious. So he said he, said he should be serious in, in supporting gay rights? Not supporting and not denying. <laughs> It sounds like a very political yeah, thing. Yeah, it's to like、say. vague. And <laughs> in 
an LGBT organization asked each party, what do you think about gay rights? At that time, LDP told that we don't have to think about same-sex marriage rights. In 2014, they said, we don't have to think about that. And in 2015, when they asked, like, be, we should be serious. <laughs> yeah, and Japan changes been, quickly, yes. Yeah. Do you plan on having Let It Be be part of this, this social movement as well? Or is that something you want to, for the sake of the business, you want to stay out of the politics? If LGBT rights were uh, accepted by the government, and if there is law about LGBT people, that means that like, some companies can't think that we should accept. Then the market about LGBT will grow because of that, because companies will... That's true, yeah. So we should think about political things to, to, to grow. That makes sense, yeah. In your case, they're not really separate. It directly affects your bottom line. Yeah. The more companies that are aware of it and the more people who decide to be open about it, mm-hmm. it will boost your business from both the supply yes. and the demand side. Yeah. So what we can do is to collect LGBT users using our media website and app. So we can provide uh, our user data to government to, to have a conversation based on data of LGBT people. Things certainly look optimistic for gay rights in Japan right now. And you guys certainly seem very well positioned. Yeah, uh, your think, timing seems to be excellent. Yeah, time, yeah I think so. <laughs> Well, listen, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, what's the difference between Japan and other in startup industries, especially in the United States and European countries? I, I think the gap between Japanese startup founders and American mm-hmm. startup founders is not as big as it used to be, but the gap between American VCs and Japanese VCs is huge. Oh, really? Yeah. I think another big difference in Japan that makes it kind of particularly tricky for startups, especially uh, B2B startups, which is what I always do, mm-hmm. is Japanese companies don't like to try new things. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of early adopters in Japan. Mm-hmm. And on the consumer side, sure, Japanese consumers will try new things very quickly. Mm-hmm. But in general, like businesses, no, very slow very to change, very conservative. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, the criticism. Some criticism was like opinion. Sometimes I've heard like. Yeah, it's not only criticism. It's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't change that, so I just have to work with it. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. I really appreciate um, it. Yeah, me too. And we're back. Longtime listeners know that the axiom that Japan changes slowly is a myth. Oh, it might take a while for the pressure to change to build up. But once the change begins, it happens extremely quickly. 2015 was a year of incredibly rapid change for gay rights in Japan, and 2016 is looking to be a year of even more change. Of course, the success of Let It Be and Nesty are a separate matter. Content sites and community portals are extremely hard to make profitable. And yet, I have to admit that Koki's timing and positioning are almost perfect here. He seems to be filling a genuine vacuum in the social media space, and Let It Be could well find themselves as the trusted gateway to a highly desirable consumer segment. And if they make that happen, well, we'll be hearing a lot more from Koki and Let It Be in the future. 
If you've got a story about the treatment of gays, or any minority group really, in Japan, Koki and I would love to hear about it. So come by disruptingjapan.com slash show 040 and let us know what you think. And when you drop by, you'll find all the links and sites that Koki and I talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. But most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.